Morning. So we're middle learning. It's been a good couple of days. We're middle learning last time about the Indian of Katnos. So Bishamai is talking to us about the avoid of Katnos. What happens when a person goes through, a, goes through an aspect of Katnos? And we mentioned last time that this is many times before in this year that this is the Metsias of a person's life. This is Godless and Katnos, Mehava, Mehisino. This is the Metsias. And the first and the, probably the most important thing is to recognize that this is part of life. This is not a Bidieva. This is not a Chesorin. This doesn't mean that everything's falling apart. This is part of life. And what he's going to talk to us over the next few prakam about is to know just how to deal with the katnas. Once we understand what katnas looks like, and we spoke about what it looks like, once we understand that this is part of life, then the avoid is okay. Now that I know that this is part of life, and this is also, there's an avoid Hashem that takes place when I'm in katnas, now I just have to figure out what am I supposed to be doing as opposed to just saying I just have to, you know, pull the cover over my head and just wait until the days of katnas pass, and then, you know, the sun's going to shine bright and everything's going to go back together, go, you know, get back together. It doesn't work that way. If, only by, you know, getting out of bed and knowing how to, you know, not literally, but figuratively getting out of bed and knowing how to deal with the katnos, only then can this sun, you know, start to, to shine bright again. And it's, it's an avoida and it's a difficult avoida. But as we've seen already so far, it's part of the main avoida of a person really knowing how to steig is not in the days of godless, but knowing how to use the katnos as a vehicle to be able to get to godless. So what he told us, Mamash, at the end of last, at the end of the last parak that we asked, you know, ice that we're talking about, is that a person needs to understand that katnos is a raya that is getting to godless. Kolos kolos cautious. And anytime a person goes through a difficulty, it just means that you're about to you're about to break you're about to be a massive breakthrough. And the greater the katnas is, the greater the breakthrough is going to be. The more difficult something is, the more it means that you're at the aschala. Kolos kolos cautious. You're about to have something amazing happen to you, and therefore don't fall apart. Don't get broken over it. Recognize that you're in a katnas, but the katnas is a raya that you're going to get to godless. That's what he told us last time. Today he says something much deeper than that. This is it's much deeper than just. It's a raya, it's a simon that you're getting to godless. Here he says, it's not that the katnos is a simon that you're getting to godless, but katnos is a siba that you get to godless, right? We all know, anyone learned it. This is not just a raya, this is the reason why something's taking place. Zagabat Shemayar, when you go through katnos and you go through it properly, that is the reason why you're then able to get to godless. Why? He says like this, Kiloi daisha katnos simin this is the Yisoy, this is the foundation for everything that's going to be built on top of that. Only based on how much you're able to stand up during the days of Katnos. Only then can you be able to get to the place of Gadlos. And he says, why? why does it have to be that way? Why does the have to make that I need to go through Katnos in order to go through Gadlos? Why can't I just live in a day when there's, you know, you know, in a life when there's no clouds and there's no clouds in the sky, everything's perfect, everything goes great. Now somebody said, somebody that spoke when I was in Eretz Yisrael, he said, now how many days of the year, how many days of the year does the sun shine in England? Right, so people started guessing, any people started guessing, he said, the sun shines every day in England, right? There's just clouds covering it, right? So the sun, the sun shines every day, but when a person's going through Katnos, the sun's shining, there's clouds covering, right? There's things that are getting in the way. But if a person knows how to get through those days properly, it's going to be the reason why you're then able to get to Katnos. Why? He says, No shefa can calm down. No, you can't get anything in this world unless a person feels like I'm lacking something. When a person feels like there's a lack of something, I'm missing something, either because I'm not holding where I want to be holding, or I'm holding, I'm in a good place, but I want to get greater than where I am. I want to rise to a higher level. Only when a person feels like I'm lacking something, only then can the chasarn be filled up. If a person comes to the mushroom and says, Mushroom, I'm good. I have everything, I'm, I'm plateau, I'm at the perfect place I am. So the mushroom says, Okay, great. So then you know, everything's going to remain exactly the same. You can only grow, you can only reach godless when you feel like I'm a katan. You can't grow up if you don't feel like you're mature. You can't become something big if you don't feel like you're small. So the first step in real growth, the first step in real godless is you have to go through a day of katanas. And you have to say, Rabbanisham, 
it's not good. Either, you know, I could be so much better or I'm down in the dumps. Whatever your katnus looks like, and we spoke about the other time, you know, there's many different levels and various types of katnus, but you have to feel like something's not good. I'm missing something. There's a lack of something. And then, and then I can get, and then I can only, only then I can get to the, the, the Ishbitzer writes, the Pelopikazach. Ishbitzer writes that you can't daven one of the, one of the, it's a, it's a lacha. I just took a cab in Eretz I took a cab from, from the Kaisel to my hotel. So I don't know how we got into it. It was an Arab cab driver. I don't know how I got into some. I got into a conversation about why that they don't that they don't drink alcohol. So I was asking them if they're allowed to drink grape juice and what the halachas are. I said, yeah, Rabbi. regular grape juice. A lot of have. Yeah, grape juice. A lot of have. Not fermented. Talking about different. You know, if he holds like a bayasha, that grape juice is in wine. It's not machmer. Whatever. Trying to you know, get into different sheetas and different uh, the different place schemes. I, he said, you want to know why we're not allowed to drink wine? So I said, yeah, I'd love to know why why the Arabs can't drink wine. He said because it used to be when they first became Muslims when you know Muhammad first revealed himself as. Uh, their savior and their prophet. They used to drink. They used to, they used to drink, and they used to come into davening shikr. It's come to davening drunks. And then they said, not only can't you come into davening drunk, you're not allowed to drink bechlal. No more drinking, and they asked it all drinking. So I said, who asked it? Whatever. Got into a very interesting conversation. But either way, but it, but so I told them, I said, you know, Yidden also have the same thing. We just know how to be able to, you know, we drink at the appropriate times. We know when to drink, and we also have a lacha that, that somebody who's drunk is not allowed to daven. The Ishbitzer says, you know why somebody who's drunk is not allowed to daven? Because when you're drunk, you're not lacking anything. When you're drunk, you feel you're totally good. Anyone who's ever gotten drunk knows that when you're drunk, you're good. You, you don't need anything. So he says, you can't daven when you have no chasarim. The whole avoida of davening is, I'm lacking something. Why should I need something? I need more avoida ruchnias. I need more gashmis. I need a wife. I need kids. I need shalom bias. I need uh, parnasa. I need nachas for my children. I, I'm lacking something. If you're drunk, you're not lacking anything. So what are you coming to the Ramadan for? Stam. There has to be a chasarim. And only when you have a chesarin, Mishnah says, okay, you feel like you're lacking something, you feel like you need something, now I can fill up that which you're lacking. Memela katnos is not just, okay, you go through it, you go through it down, and then it's you read the shatur. Why is you read the shatur echaliyah? Because only when you have the yerida, then you feel chesarin, you feel like you're lacking, and if you know how to utilize it properly, and that's what we're going to talk about by richos, then I utilize it as a way to be able to say, I want more. And instead of the Yerida knocking me down, and instead of the Yerida saying, okay, I'm down on the floor, I say, Rabbi Hashem, I don't like the Yerida, I want something bigger, and I use it as an opportunity to have gaguam and shukas and kisufit for something bigger, and then Rabbi Hashem says, oh, you're yearning for something, you're longing for something, you want something, okay, now, now I can fill that what you want. But you first need to have that want, you first need to have that rutsin, you first need to have the, the first step is the chuka, the, the saying that you want something, and then the shafa could come down. The and the and the longing for something that builds the keli for the ar which comes after. If there's no where's the shafa going? You're not lacking anything. You could shafa can only come into an empty keli if you don't feel that you're lacking. If you don't feel like you need something. If you don't feel like you want something. That there's something more that you can get. So where's all the shafa going to go? You're full already. Rosh Hashem says, okay, you're good. You're good to go. Oh, so we'll get to that also. He's talking about Dafka in a place of Katnos. Is Akilah asking for things better than He's talking about to create a Kaili to bring that Shafa. It's Dafka through the Avayda Bakasha. Now, even when you thank Hashem, there's a process of thanking Hashem and saying, Hashem, thank you for what I've gotten and I want more. Or I want it to, con- or I want it to continue. I feel like that's much more Kasha because 90% of people don't even think Hashem because that's people are thanking Hashem for what but, but, okay, why is it, uh, it's more chashu because it's more rear? Um, no, I mean, you're recognizing that Hashem actually gave it to you. You daven and daven for a kid, and then the guy gets a kid, that's it, you daven for the next thing. How about thank Hashem for the kid? No, so, so thank, and I thank Hashem for the kid, but, but recognize that Rabbi Hashem, the fact that I have a kid is not the end of the, it's not the end of the journey. Now, I, I, I need to, this kid to grow up a happy, healthy child. I need to be able to have the Caleb to be able to be Machanach the child. I waited for 20 years like Yitzhak Avinu to have a child. Now I was given a child called Yaakov and Esau. So give me the Caleb to be able to bring up the child properly. So, you, and, and wherever you are, whatever you're thinking Hashem for, 
you're, you're always missing something because you're never going to reach Shlemus. If you think you reach Shlemus, that's the biggest chasarim. You're always sitting Pesach Hayal. You're always at the beginning. So you thank Hashem. And of course, it's a, it's a major part of the Avodah. That's where we, that's where we begin you know, the whole Pesuk of Zimra. It's just being Meshavach Hashem, thank Hashem. And then we say a bunch of now that I thank you, I want to talk about what I'm lacking. Or what I have that I realize that if I'm taking away, but, but it's all part of the process of I, I feel like I, I want something from the Rabbanish I'm available, but it starts with, um, there's a chasarin, there's a lack, there's something that I need, there's a yerida, I'm a mele, I can build an So if I want to just, you know, keep going on my own path, okay, I can be there. But if I want to really grow, if I want to have a real shefa come down, I need to say Rabbanish have a chasarin, I need more, I want more, I, I, I can use more, I, I would, there's something that I'm lacking in my life. Mele, the, the katnus is not, it's not just a simon that you're about to get to God. It's the reason why, if you know how to do it properly, it's going to get you to Godless. The more lack and the more concern that you feel, the deeper the foundation is, the greater the building is going to be. If you want to build a house that's two stories high, the foundation doesn't need to be so big. If you want to build a skyscraper, you've got to dig, 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 dig. So the say the foundation is all the way down. It's your reader, but it's, it's about to build the greatest, most beautiful building in the world. I always said it was just by Kevin Rabbi Kiva. So we said by, by Rabbi Kiva's Kevin that... The, the mile of Rabbi Kiva, the whole story, the end of Makkah, Rabbi Kiva laughed, everybody, all the other Tanam were crying. It, it's not that Rabbi Kiva said that, you know, don't worry, he's able to look at the, look at the beauty of things. Lava Trev is a taich and a sikhi. He says that the pshat is that Rabbi Kiva knew how to see that the destruction itself is the process which allows for the rebuilding. He says, Tzim Besada Tachras, I think Galash in the Pasuk is that, that Tzian was plowed like a field. Rabbi Kiva said it was like a plowed like a field. It wasn't bombed out, it wasn't destroyed, it's, it's plowed. When you plow a field, you, you rip apart the field. But you're ripping apart the field in order to build something bigger. When you knock down a house, you're knocking it down to build something bigger. The fact that the Romans were parting, the fact that they're doing well only means that those who are doing the right thing, Ratzon Hashem, is only going to get more of a mile. So Rekiva is able to look at destruction and not just say, okay, there's a silver lining. He's able to see that the destruction is itself the vehicle which builds, which builds the side, the foundation for the, for the base of Mikdash Hashlishi. That's the ultimate, whatever, I spoke about Barichas, but it's the ultimate mile of Rabbi Kiva. Is he's able to see that, no, 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 it's not that, okay, this is the Raya, the fact that there's a Chorban, the Raya is going to be a Binyan. No, no, the Chorban itself creates the space for the Binyan. The fact that I'm lacking, the fact that I need, the fact that I have a Chesarin, the fact that I have Chukas, the fact that I have Gagum, that's what creates the place. It says a Mashal is that. Adam Shiyesh a person who has a Shiloh, or he has a problem. It's bothering the person. It's a real difficult shayla. If I don't, if I don't help the kasha well, the terrorist is not going to sit well with me. They're fine. The guy asked the kasha. It doesn't bother me so much. So when he says the terrorist, okay, it's nice. But right, a lot of times, like I, I you know, talk, talk to my chavrusa and giving a share. It's like first you have to get the other mamish worked up. That the ilam, the kasha stares the ilam. And then when the kasha really bothers people, and then you give the tarets, then people can appreciate it. I was giving a share once in, uh, in Shul and Shabbos, I was talking about the Indian of Kairach. So I explained, you know, for the first 20 minutes of this year, 25 minutes of this year, what Kairach's pshat was, what he was doing, what his kavanas were, and why Ba'etzim, all of his kavanas were taiv. And then I was like, okay, I think, you know, it was I was like, what do you mean? So, so why is Kairach the word? Okay, fine, you, it, it bothers you. Now the Ulm's like, we're not leaving until you explain what was the, what, what was the chasarnaka. Fine, now, now you stared. Now, and then he gives the tarots and I was like, oh, now it makes so much sense. But if it's just, okay, Karak really had good intentions. That was, uh, there's no Milo, there's no, it's a nice year. But it, yep, the Kasha has to be that like it rips apart the whole Sugya. You know, the Shiva goes through, you know, he's, he's, he's learning a Masechta. The whole Sugya doesn't make any sense. The Masechta just fell on its, you don't even know, nothing makes sense anymore. Oh, now that nothing makes sense. Now that your mama should have placed a place of Mamasha Kasha, 
now the terrace, when, when it sits with you, now everything's built. You just built a binyan. You built a yapar, then you're able to rebuild the whole thing again in a brand new way. That, that's, the, that's the ultimate maila of being able to do something, is that it needs to be yurida. The yurida creates the space, and then there's going to be the same thing. It says a person's hungry. So if I'm not hungry and I go out to eat, so fine, the food's good, it's enjoyable, it's kashmak. But if I'm hungry, if I haven't eaten the whole day, and I go out to eat, so then it's filling a real chasar I have. I need the food, I'm, I'm starving, I haven't eaten the whole day. So my meila, uh, it, it, you know, does much more for me, right? We're just in Eretz Yisrael. A lot of, a lot of the chaper hadn't been back to Eretz Yisrael since I've been Bahram. So talking about all the places they went to, I want to go to this restaurant, I want to go to this shawarma place, this falafel place. So someone said, like I was over overing a conversation on the bus. Someone told the other guy, he said, the reason why those places were so geschmack is because you knew our bacha, you were starving. And you went to the place with the last 30 shekel in your pocket and you bought yourself a shawarma, so it was the greatest shawarma. Now bacha shem, you're full and you have food and you've eaten in a lot of restaurants since then. It's not going to mean the same much to you. It's, it's, certain places have a geschmack because I'm starving. And, and Ruchni is also like that. When, when you go somewhere and you push in a place, if you read them, then you're able to create a real keli for that. He says, for example, Klal Yusuf, they're standing by the yam. It was the greatest givuyim. What happened the moment before that? It was the greatest kash in the world. They were standing there. Mershim told them to get out of Mitzrayim and everything looks like it's falling apart. The yam's in front of them. The, the midbar's on the side of them. Mitzrayim's chasing them. There's nowhere to go. It, it's the biggest kash in the world. Everything's about to fall apart. Suddenly, all of a sudden, in one second, you're able to have the greatest givuyim of the Rabbanu the the, uh, Everything opened up. All, all the Alma, the Skasya opened up. Everything's revealed. But a second before is the biggest kasha. It's not that, okay, there was a kasha, now it's that hagufa, because the kasha was so stark, because the ureda was so strong, because the, the, you were so broken, if you know how to utilize it properly, it's the greatest keli to be able to, to build the, the, the keli for the shefa. And that's the avoid. Again, we'll talk about how to do it lamaisa, but it's just understanding it's not a simin, but it's a siba. It's the reason why you're able to get the godless through katnas. You have a chesarn, you have a chuki, you have kasufim. You know how to utilize those days properly. They're able to build the greatest, greatest milas that come out of there. Okay, but some will be to go right there on this. Uh,